Hola! Buenos tardes. Welcome to Punchlines. Me llamo Frank Nicotero. Longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan, taker of two years of Spanish in high school, where I did así, así. Uh, yeah, live comments on fire. Yeah, I don't type perfectly. I'm typing fast, trying to answer some questions. No, Jerry, I am not having a stroke. There are some typos. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate all you guys, all our regulars in there in the live comments. I mean, the chat room was going crazy before the show. It's good. It's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Always good to have the comments. People are having fun. We enjoy you guys watching the show. We've crossed 1,000 subscribers, and uh, our numbers are going up. So we appreciate you guys, the regulars watching the show. Share it on your social media. We uh, love subscribers. We love views. We have a great show for you today. Today should be really, really fun via the video in just a few minutes. We're going to bring them in sooner than later, I think, because uh, we want to play a game with them from the Rampart Casino our man, Dwayne Colucci. Colucci. I feel like we half-assed that one. I feel like we yeah, it was only it half the crew doing it. Coming up in a few minutes, Dwayne Colucci. Colucci. That was the same. You guys didn't get any better. That was, that was, yeah, I, anyway. I, I put effort into you it. You did. You did, Ryan. You put effort into it. And Ryan, what are you wearing today, by the way? You're wearing a Golden Knights jersey. Yeah, it's their, their alternate from last year. The, uh, the lettering has That's some sharp. Like, uh, glow-in-the-dark uh, seams in it. It glows in the dark? Yeah. And can we turn all the lights out and see his shirt glow? <laughs> um, maybe at the end of the show. Maybe we'll end with that. I'd kind of like I, to see it. I don't know if we can get it dark enough for it to work. You also have to, like, charge yeah. it, I guess. I don't know. We'll just sit underneath this light for the last five minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> just take a flashlight and hammer yourself. Yeah. Um, Kaluch will be here to talk pucks and pigskins. It's a big week. I mean, this is it, man. NFL season, playoff season is about to start. And tomorrow we're going to have the uh, parlay cards here at the South Point. Yes. Chris Andrews does a great job putting these together. And this is where, what is it? You bet five bucks can win a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. 25 grand. Yeah. Not the, not that jackpot one, but not yeah. the jackpot one, but still yeah. a parlay card. Yeah. Ties win, that kind of stuff. We'll have the physical card in my hand. You know what I have in my hand right now though, right here, this sheet, we've been talking about this off air for about 20 minutes. This is the 2024 NFL championship exact outcome. This is uh, it's like an exact, it's like bet betting horses, but with the, Remaining 14 teams that are in the playoff field. Yep. And this this kind of betting is is done in different countries all over the world. And who created this, Ryan? Humbly speaking, but our our director over here at our South Point. Our own sports director, Chris Andrews. He yep. kind of came up with this exact betting. Chris is at home, probably watching the show right now. And uh, this is awesome. You guys got to get one of these sheets. You got to come down to the South Point. Um, the most common, out, the, six to one. Ravens defeat the 49ers. That's a six to one bet. So you could put $2 on that. You win 12 bucks. But let's, let's look at some of the long shots. Uh, Eagles defeat Steelers in the battle of the Keystone State teams. That's 1,500 to one. $2 bet gets you three grand. And just for fun, I looked at the biggest numbers. Green Bay Packers. Suck. <laughs> you do not miss. You do not miss when I say Green Bay Packers. Suck. There you go. <laughs> if they would defeat the Steelers, those are two long shots, 6,000 to one. Sean, we put $2 on that bet, 12 grand. We go to the bar. I'm telling you right now. Let's do that. Uh, there's a lot of good let's ones. Buy here, a Dolphins defeat Lions 130 to one, which I have a future on both those teams. Lions defeat Dolphins 275 to one. So that's a lot of fun. You want to have fun? Come down to the South Point. Bet this exact on the NFL champ. I can say super. I can say Super Bowl. You just did. I just did. Oh God, the show's being shut down. Anyway, uh, come down and place a two dollar bet. Place five dollar bet. Place place them all. What if you put two? How many bets are there? If you put two dollars on every one of them, well, there's that's um, kind of like wheeling a horse, if I'm not mistaken. Seven right? for all fourteen. You're just teams. hoping a long shot comes in. Yeah, quick math. Yeah. So there's like, yeah, you'd lose money, but it would be fun. You could say, hey, I had the winner. Yeah, especially but if, if it's the one if it's Ravens out, yeah. defeat Niners, you lost a lot of money. Yeah, it's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, but yeah, that's gonna be great. And we're gonna talk to Dwayne Colucci about some of these over at Rampart. They got the same numbers, so when we bring Dwayne on, we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. And I'm sure Dwayne's going to have a hot pick for everybody. Dwayne gave a winner out on this show last week. Yes, he did. New Jersey Devils, minus 180. He even said take the puck line, right? Yep. And they covered, they won like 4-1, four 4-2? to, one, four to two? I think 6-3. Six 6-3. to, three. Six to three. Either way, they won. He gave six, you a winner, two, baby. Like and he's going to do it again today. Today is January 10th, 2024. It is National Oysters Rockefeller Day. The odds of this happening today, kind of crazy because um, I guess we can give it away. We're going to give away, you know. I'm going to be going over to the Oyster Bar, which we have located right here at the South Point. We're going to shoot a little bit, and we're going to air it tomorrow on Sports by the Book. I do a weekly appearance on Sports by the Book 
at 3.40 Pacific every Thursday. And we're kind of showing off all the great amenities we have here at the South Point. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shuck some oysters. Maybe we'll figure out a way to make it uh, about gambling. But you, you did just give away where the Frank is Nicotero. Right, but are the people watching this watching that? Yeah. I don't know yes, you, you should. They should. Okay. They should yes. be. Well, yeah, I did, but. Oh, well. Our people are in the know. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. So you can watch the uh, result of that video we'll shoot later today after this show for tomorrow. Uh, uh, Oysters Rockefeller, if you're not sure what they are, there's a little, uh, on, on, the, on the oyster, there's a little sauce and breadcrumbs. That name's uh, Oysters Rockefeller, named after the rich Rockefellers. Their chef came up with that. Uh, over, he's served over, this guy, this one guy alone has served over 3.5 million orders of Oysters Rockefeller. That, what do his hands look like? Because to shuck those things, it's not easy. So, um, and how many come in an order? How many oysters is that? Usually you get like... 10 million? Yeah, you get like six maybe. Half dozen, 10. Yeah, that's clearing 10 million. Yeah. Yeah, it's three, five... Right, it's, it's yeah. 20 million. Yeah. All right. Um, today is episode 64. Now, yeah, yesterday was episode 63, and you alerted to me at the top of the show. We had kind of said we were going to bypass the 60s. As yeah. far as showing jerseys, because it's a lot of linemen. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have to do something special on episode 66, though, for Super Mario. <gasps> Super Mario. We'll speak about him in a second. But it's episode 63 yesterday, and you did do a collage, and we forgot to get to it. So let's just see it quickly. Yeah, Jeff it. Saturday on there. That's the only one I could think of, the Colt Center, yep. who's a broadcaster now. Oh, Mike Munchak. Uh, great. He's a Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. He was with the Houston yep. Oilers. Dermani Dawson. All-time Steeler, great center. Another and then uh, who are these hockey players? <laughs> well, so Gene Upshaw and then Doug Wilkerson and then Brad Marchand, who is a cup champion with the Bruins. He's yeah. their captain now. Um, he's 14 games away from 1,000 games played. Um, and then Evgeny Dadanov, um was with the Knights uh, in 2022. He was with the Panthers for like a decade, and now yeah. he's become kind of a journeyman. And Gene Upshaw had a, a brilliant career, and then he went on to work in the NFL front offices. And I mean, head coach, he's everything. Was that him on the, the Chargers as well? No, that was Doug Wilkerson. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. I was like, wait, did yeah. Upshaw play there too? All right. So anyway, good for 63. But today's 64. That it is. And we don't have any 64s. You know what we do have? We think 64. This is what you think of right Nintendo. here, baby. Nintendo. Nintendo 64. Yep. Now, was this not, was this the console of your youth? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, uh, my first console was, was the Wii? original Xbox and then a PlayStation 2. PlayStation, oh, the PS2. That was a good one. Yeah. PS2 was good. But the N64, I have Mario Kart uh, ready, loaded to go. Nice. There you go. So I'll uh, absolutely I'm, dust you in that. What's that? I said I'll absolutely dust you in that. I'm terrible. No, you can play. I, I have someone that can play I'll, with. I'll beat Courtney then. I don't know. All right. She's gonna, if she's watching, she'll throw it on a challenge. Jerry, you're a big Nintendo N64 guy because we know you're Sonic yes. fans. And Jerry compiled a list of his top, top five uh, Nintendo 64 games, and yep. you even used the font. Yeah. That is right. All right. Let's tried, see the yeah, list. Tried to get it. Jerry's Gary, uh, top Jerry, games. Gary. Jerry, uh, what's what's number one? Is Super Mario 64 number one? Yes. Number two, you got a Zelda in there. Oh, a couple Zeldas. Two Zeldas, yep. I don't know what Bomberman Hero is. <laughs> He's shocked. <laughs> Seriously, you're shocked about that? I'm not going to lie. Ryan, who's Jimmy Page? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're shocked about, I don't know that. You didn't know who Jimmy Page was. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. And then Donkey Kong 64. I've heard of that. I know who Zelda is. And Super Mario, I'm Italian. Vinny! Super Mario Brothers, that's the number one game. And Mario Kart. Mario Party, I actually prefer over the Mario Kart on N64. That's well, a fun game. Yeah, Mario Party is fun. Tiff and I have been playing the, the newest one. Oh, there's a newer um, one. Yeah. On the, it's uh, always really good when you're drinking. On the Switch. You have a few drinks. Oh, see, the Switch is what you kids have. That's the thing there. Yeah, it's like kind of like a PSP kind of thing. Yeah. And then, but it's... Back yeah, in Nintendo our day, and we called those Game Boys. <laughs> I had a Game Boy. You had a Game Boy? Yeah. I was moving, and I found a color one, mm -hmm. a full-color one with Tiger Woods Golf that I played all the time. Looked it up online. It's worth a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, if it still works, yes. They, yeah, it they still are works. worth a good amount of yeah. money, yeah. The batteries didn't leak. There were batteries in it. And usually after a toy's been left with batteries that long, you think maybe they, they leaked and there's yeah. acid everywhere. No, it's still good. All right. Nintendo builds a good Impressive. product. So there you go. There's 64. Tomorrow, episode 65. I don't know what we'll do for that. Who knows? You just have to stick around. You got to tune in. Find out where the Frank Nicotero is. Okay, uh, we're going to bring in our guest. Oh, let me put my headphones on. Look at this. No fumbling, no nagling. Look at that. 2024, and I don't fumble. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart. Colucci. Rampart Casino Sports Director over there. Now, wait a second. Did you and Ryan send memos and coordinate this Vegas stuff? 
Yeah, I, I should have worn the gold one. <laughs> no, he's got the one you're wearing. That's the best. Up. That's the glow in the dark. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the Stardust. Uh, you know, last year uh, uh, that was the uh, alternate jersey, and now this year they have the one that's. Uh, it's kind of like a uh, white with the big V in the middle, the and uh, it's cool too. I like that. I'm gonna probably pick one of those up. Uh, definitely representing the Golden Knights here in Las Vegas is the best thing. That I mean, is. that's the Vegas-born team, Frank. This is what I try to explain. People are like, "Oh, well, Las Vegas Aces." Oakland Raiders, Oakland A's. Yeah, they came from different areas. Yeah. Oakland, Oakland, Los Angeles with the Raiders. And, uh, you know, even the uh, the WNBA team, the Aces, uh, is a transplant. So the only Vegas-born team is the Vegas Golden Knights. So definitely uh, have a sentimental place for them in my heart. Now, you're telling me you and Ryan didn't coordinate outfits, but you're coordinating <laughs> the exact same opinion. This is what Ryan's been saying. I feel like you guys were texting last night. He says the same thing all the time. We don't even need to coordinate. It's just big. <laughs> Biggest locals know that exactly. you don't it's need mental to move teams here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's funny because I was reading an article today about uh, Comiskey Park. There's a documentary about it. And they're talking about how the stadium they're going to build here and uh, that it's going to be a really cool. It's only going to hold like 30,000, 30, 35,000, make it a hot ticket. I mean, you have to be excited to see Major League Baseball. You can go, well, who's your baseball team? Are you a Mets guy or a Yankees guy? Uh, Dodger guy. Uh, my oh! whole family was from Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, my whole you, family was that's from That's where Brooklyn. you and Ryan yeah, <laughs> yeah, my my dad went to Ebbets Field and, uh, you know, he grew up a Dodgers fan. So it was just like instilled in me. I mean, I love the Mets. Don't get me wrong. I lived in Queens my whole life. I've gone to Shea Stadium more than any baseball stadium. Right. Uh, no ill regard for the Yankees as well. You know, uh, I've come to even embrace them because they are definitely the top, uh, you know, MLB team yeah. in New York. But I was always a Dodger fan and still am, uh, you know, uh, spending so much money now. And we better bring home a title. I hate when my team. <laughs> spend so much money and you can't win. I mean, it seems like you get to the playoffs and you turn into a pumpkin every year. But this year with Otani, uh, you know, we have to still solidify the pitching staff, but that lineup is incredible, Frank. Uh, right. It's, it's uh, not, not even spending the money this year. <laughs> First yeah. of all, it's not fair and the money's not even being spent. It's like they're putting a championship the on railway. <laughs> Yeah. Bobby Padilla-esque. <laughs> For the entire roster. Deferred payments. Really deferred payments. Uh, do you know what layaway is, Ryan? Yes. I okay. do I know. <laughs> is that still a thing? And I don't know. Remember, uh, as a kid, layaway was like, Target oh. maybe with Christmas presents, but I, I know what you're talking about, Frank. The yeah. girls uh, used to, those little fashion shops that were on Grand Avenue in uh, yeah. Masbeth, Queens. My mom would always have a bunch of yes. stuff that she put on layaway. You could put things on layaway. Up. And you'd go and you'd make like a payment like five or ten bucks a week and then You'd get maybe an Atari 2600 for Christmas. Uh, yeah. Layaway. I don't know if they... Yeah, there you go. Jerry's with me. Uh, <laughs> That's what I grew up on. 2600 and Intellivision. Yes. Yeah. Intellivision. Yes. Oh, the little yes. pad on that. That was... My that buddy... Was my, my there's always there was always one family or friend that you had that had the... Intel Most people had Atari. And then one guy would have Intellivision. So you'd go over to play video games. And you're like, what is this crap? We don't want to... And it was like a different paddle. And it had... It had like not. Nah, it was just weird. But that, disc and middle, yeah, and it yeah, had a disc. Yeah, yeah, the buttons on the side, and you know, it was an awkward controller. But the games <laughs> were so much. The graphics were what was better than the twenty six hundred. The football. If Mike O'Day is watching, I don't know. My buddy Mike, he was the family. They were the ones that had that one, and uh, in television, we'd play that football game, and they didn't have real player names. They didn't have a deal with the NFL, so they had these fictional <laughs> names. Like it was like Jiff Jeff or Jiffy Jeff, and and they would turn to the camera, "Hi, mom." It, I mean, you guys today would laugh at it. This eight bit, I think it's called eight bit graphics, right? But it was fun. That's what we. That's all we had. Then we had to walk to school upstairs, <laughs> up, both up the hill in the snow. Um, so Kaluch, we want to play a game. We we kind of created a game uh, last week, I think, for you or a couple weeks ago, uh, called Frank or Fiction. Do we have a graphic and music? Not yet. But anyway, it's called Frank or Fiction. And Kaluch, I don't want to do this to you, but I have to start with it. Uh, yeah. On this day in history, in 1981. It's simply known Black as clock. simply known as the catch. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Yes, so definitely. as we know, now I remember watching this game. Here's Montana back to pass. Ed Too Tall Jones, who's six nine, misleaps. He throws this ball. I think a lot of people thought Montana was throwing it away. And there's Dwight Clark, number eighty seven, who became like my favorite football player. I was like, every time I'd go out and catch a pass, Dwight Clark. Now watch what Montana does here. Ed Too Tall Jones, number seventy two, is like six eight. He gets him off his feet right there. And that is what Frida, that's just brilliant by Montana. And then Dwight Clark, you don't even see him. And then over Everson Walls, number 24. And uh, that was a big upset, right? Uh, 
The Cowboys, that yeah, was kind definitely. of the, kind of the I end mean, of their era, Walls, and then the, the Niners. Go ahead. Where, where were you for that game? Walls, Walls was a, a beast. Oh, I, was, I was actually in my house in uh, Queens, and I remember everybody I bet on the 49ers, and I was uh, very young at that uh, point, uh, Frank. I was just about 10 years old, and I was still a Cowboy guy, but I remember everybody leaping up, and we had those metal folding chairs because we had everybody <laughs> watching the game, and it was a big party, and everybody jumped up. The metal folding chairs hit the floor and my grandmother lived downstairs and she came up she <laughs> thought somebody had died up there I mean, everybody was so animated and you know i was just sitting there hanging my head but uh you know the 49ers was solid and started their dynasty basically off of that joe montana one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the nfl he was so intelligent like you said just to get too tall off his feet there yeah. and uh you know the, the 49ers just played fabulous and uh you know it wasn't that Dallas was a huge favorite at all in that game, if I if I remember you know, correctly. I was wrong. Uh, Actually, the, line, the, the Niners the 49ers were, were the favorite. In that well, I, what I found, I found online, it said the Niners were plus three, so they were home underdogs. So I don't know. Uh, I know that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a very close line. Yeah. I remember that. You know, uh, that was a, it just. A, a wee bit before my gambling days. Like I said, I was only 10, but it, it was just uh, an amazing game. And what a, what a performance and what a catch. And, you, t- catch. and you tell you, your grandmother thought somebody died. You could say, yes, the Cowboys dynasty yeah. passed away that day. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. And ushered in the Niners and Bill Walsh era. Um, and by the way, uh, Jerry, Joe Montana from Southwest Pennsylvania. Not Pittsburgh, but outside of it. Close, close enough. You did say <laughs> Pittsburgh, though. I did say it. I did say Pittsburgh. it. Um, dollar now, for the jar. <laughs> dollar for the jar, baby. All right, so here's question number one for you today. Now, this is, is this a frank fact or is this fiction? And we have a graphic for the question? Not, not, not this one. one. Okay. So during their epic run in the 80s, the 49ers were so big that they actually sang background vocals on the Huey Lewis hit song, Hip to Be Square. Is that fact or fiction? Oh, God. I, I like that song, too. Uh, I hip, know that song. Hip. So hip to be yeah. square. So yeah, were the Niners exactly, singing yeah, the background? I, I don't know if they. I don't remember seeing them in the background. Uh, maybe uh, you know if there were a few players part of that, but it wasn't like the Bears in '85. I remember that <laughs> music <laughs> video very vividly. I remember that music video. So uh, I would have to say f- uh, fiction here. You're saying fiction, Ryan? Roll the yeah. clip. <laughs> All right, there are the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, they did sing background on the song. And uh, this is them joining them on stage live. And that okay. is Dwight. And there's Dwight Clark singing uh, a little solo towards the end. But were they on the album? They no, are on the album. They were on the album. They, they this are is a on live the performance. They're on the album. Wow. They're, they're on the album. And this was, this was the one time they got them all together. Joe Montana is actually on stage with them, too. Uh, you can see that. Wow. If, you, if you want to look on YouTube, Hip to Be Square Live with the 49ers. Joe Montana was there. Um, Ricky Ellison, who I'm not familiar with. Ronnie Lott. And then Ronnie if Lott. you watch the clip, uh, which we don't want to show too much of, but um, uh, Dwight Clark <laughs> actually sings the ending. He's like, hip, hip, so hip to be square. And he actually sounds pretty good. Dwight Clark, who we lost too soon, rest in peace, number 87. But great player. But yeah, they sang back up on a Huey Lewis song. That's how big they were. So there you go. That was question number one. So now on that same day in 1981, Kaluch, you might also remember this. I don't remember what game aired first. Probably this game, I guess, time zone wise. Uh, it was also in 1981 on this day in history, the Freezer Bowl, which was the AFC championship between the San Diego Chargers and the Bengals. Do you remember watching this game with the breath coming out? Yeah, the temperature was so low, it was... N- oh, was it 20, 27-7 or something? Bengals, yeah, it was tw- I think. it was 27-7. Yeah, Kaluch. Yeah, they, played, uh, they played... Yeah, I remember that game, definitely uh, watching that as well in my living room. Look at the uh, You know, just a, a freezing, freezing... Wow, I didn't know Negative that goal, but I remember... With a wind chill of negative 59. Unbelievable. Who's that, Anderson? That's Unbelievable. Ken Anderson. Yeah, Ken Anderson against the Chargers. How fair is this? And Dan Fouts. By the way, they were, no. they, in my opinion, they were the best team in the league, right? They were Kellen, Win- that's uh, Kellen Winslow. You know, it, 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 greatest offense, yes, yeah. without a doubt. But, you know, you could see once you get them in these cold weather situations, Dan Fouts would definitely, with that back pedal, would have trouble. So, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, what a prolific offense. Uh, Chuck Muncie, uh, Jefferson, all those oh, guys, like you guys. said. Just, uh, yeah, they, they were definitely a flashy offense, but they could be beaten at times. Look at that. Even on the long shot, the camera, you can still see their breath coming out. That guy right there, 21, uh, I think was James Brooks, possibly, maybe. But yeah, just a brutal game. And I remember I remember watching that game 
And I was rooting for the Chargers because I hated the Bengals. But I also liked, I, look, when you you watch the Chargers, because th their games were so exciting every week, man. They right. put up, they right. put up 30, 40 points. J.J. Jefferson and Joyner and Winslow. And, uh, yeah, negative 59 win show. Now, a week earlier, the Bengals had won their first ever playoff game by defeating the Bills, 28-21. And if you remember, this is the, the week before is when the Chargers defeated Miami in that thrilling overtime game, 41-38, down in Miami where Kellen Winslow had to be carried off the field. He was so tired. Yeah, remember the Chargers were up like 20-nothing, 21-nothing, 28-nothing. And right before the half, the Don Strzok and the Dolphins threw that ladder, the hook and ladder. And Miami right. made it a game. It was such an exciting game. But I think that also hurt San Diego they were just beat up from that game. Yeah. And going into that freezing cold, think about that, Frank. Yeah. Forget oh about God. it. Winslow. I'd love to see his stat line for that game. Kellen Winslow in that game, in, in the, the game against the Dolphins? No, no, the Cincy game. Oh, the Cincy game. The yeah, find out what, yeah, yeah, I would love to see that. In, in, the, in, the, in the Miami game, I think he had 12 catches because I remember seeing the graphic. Yeah, he was 10 ridiculous. Or 12 catches. Yeah. He blocked an extra point or a field goal. That that right. that kept them from losing the game and until overtime, he was a beast in that game. And yeah, so what, Brian? Yeah, do you see what Kellen Winslow did in the AFC Championship in '81? Called the epic in Miami. Yeah, that one. Yeah, um, yeah, that was unbelievable. I, I'm going to say ten or twelve catches. A then NFL record, thirteen catches <laughs> for 166 yards and a touchdown. Uh, ridiculous. But then, what did he have the next week um, in the 1981 AFC, the AFC Championship? Championship? Yeah. Let me find it. I, obviously, I mean, I, I can't imagine trying to catch a football when it's negative 59, would you? <laughs> I think Looked like Anderson threw a thought there, though, on did. that first clip. We, that, that had to feel like a, a rock. I mean, a oh, piece man. of ice, basically. And the one yeah. thing about Ken Anderson was he was Mr. Accurate, right? His completion percentage was always like 60%, which back then was ungodly. But he could he was pinpoint accurate, man. Did you find anything yes, on that? Yes, definitely. We'll, we'll get to it Still eventually. Looking. Yeah, we'll get to it eventually. But... Um, you talk about the weather. We're talking about how warm it was in Miami and how cold it was. So that is your second question. Uh, do you have a graphic for this one, Ryan? No. Okay. The Dolphins played a game in Miami the week before, and the difference in temperature between that game and the freezer bowl was nearly 100 degrees. Fact or fiction? Do you think it might have been higher or lower? Or do you think it was right around 100? The difference between negative nine. It had, to be, it had to be close to, uh, you know, at least 80, 90 degrees just because of the fact that you're looking at my uh, negative nine. So, uh, you know, it felt like minus 59. So yeah, with so the wind chill, the yeah. Yeah, so you're, yeah. So going with the negative 59. Yeah, yeah that's a huge day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's much, it was much higher. It was 147 <laughs> degree difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> once you equate the 59, right. Yeah. yeah then it's 100, right? <laughs> but like I said, 80 or 90 from the minus you got nine. It. So. You nailed it. You nailed it. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the difference, 147 degrees. Uh, did you find something there, Ryan? So, yeah. So, that in that Cincinnati game, he only had three catches for 47 yards. Yeah. And a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, a major factor. But those are the trials and tribulations of the NFL. And that's why it's so important that Dallas uh, has the home field now in the playoffs <laughs> these upcoming weeks because they, they are not going to play good on the road. You know that. <laughs> well, they haven't lost all year at home, right? I mean, that's what you, you got to feel right. good about that's that. That's it. And that line, now, we, we can jump ahead to that. While we're talking about Dallas, we might as well. That's your team, the Cowboys. They opened at around eight, I believe, and is it at seven and a half currently? It's seven and a half, yeah. Seven and a half. Yeah, and seven. Half. So what do you feel yeah. on that game? And now, as a sports book director, how do you feel, and how do you feel as a Cowboys fan? What are you looking at in that? Well, definitely a tough game, Frank. Uh, you know, uh, Green Bay always plays us uh, very tight, and it's a difficult scenario. Dallas, from the regular season, going to the playoffs is always uh, night and day. It's like uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. We're going to see if we could perform at a high level. I mean, this game is very winnable. Uh, you know, Green Bay had to do everything to get into the playoffs. Very tough, difficult game against the Bears, and they had Lambeau Field working for them. Now you don't have Lambeau Field. Totally different atmosphere. I know Dallas is calling for a whiteout, so they're going to make it uh, as tough as possible on Love, but this kid really turned the corner this year, and definitely he knows how to, uh, you know, run that offense. Yeah. I think, though, in the coaching matchup, McCarthy might have a slight edge. You saw LaFleur again mess up the clock, uh, you know, over the weekend in a huge, huge matchup, so definitely I think Dallas also is more talented on the offensive side of the ball. Aaron Jones has been fabulous five of the last five weeks, uh, you know, five out of five big performances, and that's Dallas's weakness is that you can run the ball against the Dallas Cowboys. So I definitely think Dallas is going to have to be strong on the defensive end. Uh, we know how uh, CD is going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Brandon Cooks is 
the ultimate complimentary receiver, and Dallas's offense really looks good right now. Yeah, now, uh, say they lose this game, and I'm rooting for you because, uh, well, Ryan, who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for Dallas or Green Bay? Sucks. <laughs> Yeah, like it's pretty self-explanatory. If you want, Kalich, everybody if, hates Dallas. If you, if, but if you want, if you want, at any point, if you say the the word Green Bay, sucks. Yeah, Ryan will say sucks after. It's just, it's just like it's like a it's like a reflex. Not gonna lie, at this point, I wouldn't be upset if that team won because it would just worsen their draft pick. So, oh, wow, that's interesting. Interesting way to look at it, but uh, very Pavlovian. If you say those words. He will say sucks. So um, if, if Dallas loses his game, is Mike McCarthy, is he gone? Or, I mean, because they love him there in Dallas. But, I mean, geez, he's got he's to win a couple. You know games. how Jones is. Yeah, I mean, I Jones has gotten complacent with head coaches. But, I mean, the time to win is now. I mean, I, I would expect us at least to go. You know, a successful season is playing San Francisco in the NFC yes. Championship. Yes. Naturally, you don't want to say that it's, uh, you know, uh, not winning a Super Bowl is successful. But I would love to see them play in the Super Bowl. It's just uh, uh, making it to San Francisco is the ultimate goal, and then making the adjustments to win on the road. That is what is needed. They definitely have to win on the road during these playoffs, and then you could, uh, you know, sky's the limit, without a doubt, once you get to the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. So I think uh, Dallas is going to bring their A game. I think they're going to be very tough to stop this weekend. We'll see who the matchup is the following weekend. Uh, we go from All there. Right. And the total's 50 in the hook there, so what do you— what do you see a lot of scoring in that game? Now, Ryan brought up something interesting to me or about the uh, all the overs in the play or someone someone on the live chat room, I think, yes. said all the games, all the games in the wild card weekend went last over year. last year. Five of six. Except for Monday, the Monday night game. Which I would probably agree with this yeah. one. Too. So I don't know. Do you like fifty? Well, I think Dallas could definitely put up points, and if you like Dallas, yes. And then Jordan Love playing catch-up, he could also move exactly. the ball against the Dallas prevent. So, yeah, this is one of the games that I would definitely focus on and over wager if you're looking to bet, uh, you know, for a high-scoring affair because you look at the Pittsburgh game, that's going to be a little difficult with the weather. You know how that is, adverse conditions. Uh, you know, Detroit's indoors, so that definitely also could be a game where uh, it's a shootout unless the Rams bring that A defense and that pass rush, which you know they're going to try to oh bring but and looking at all these games and the landscape without a game in miami as well uh definitely i would say that the dallas game would have the most points uh, uh at a combined score this weekend yeah i seem to agree uh it's it's that buffalo pittsburgh game i don't know man I'm, I'm a little nervous i'm a little nervous it's gonna be fun we backed into the playoffs but we're in the playoffs we got a shot we got a hot quarterback um without uh, without tj watt and you still got Josh. Let me tell you something. Josh Allen, I'm still not sold. I, I don't care how great they're playing down the stretch and always that team. Oh, that's the team you don't want to face. And that's the team that the public will load up on. And, uh, you know, naturally we'll see how this plays out. Watt is a big subtraction. Don't get me wrong. But I still think, like you said, Mason Rudolph carrying the hot hand. Najee Harris looked unstoppable, uh, you know, against Baltimore. Yeah. He was running, He's running right angry. down there. He's running angry finally. Yeah, and, you know, Baltimore did sit a lot of players, but Rudolph has played well. We're going to see uh, a cold-weather Josh Allen against a cold-weather Mason Rudolph. So it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, I could see it definitely falling within the 10-point spread. I think the Bills will probably win the game, unfortunately, Frank, but yeah, we'll see right. how it plays out. You know, anything is possible. Yeah, anything this is, is possible the NFL playoffs. The, the last yeah. two seasons, That's the Bills right. are 0-9 against the spread when they're double or nine-point plus favorites, but they've won seven of those nine. Uh, but they haven't covered. Right. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Exactly. Um, the Steelers without TJ Watt, one and ten. Yep. Steelers record without TJ Watt, one and ten. Four, five, and one against the spread, too. Yeah. Four. Oh, very good. Nice job. That was a little tag team there. Nice job, right? Um, you know, I don't know if you saw the picture, but uh JJ Watt released a picture of him in the number 90 Steeler uniform saying, Oh, could this happen? I mean, obviously it can't, but it you know, Anybody it's notice Steeler fans. I did not notice yesterday. You put it up for me, Ryan, but it's far away. These eyes are not what they used to be. They're still gorgeous. They're still the blues probably popping, right? I mean, the blue this, and the green. The blue and the green. Well, that's I'm doing blue and green. If I wear green, they pop green. If I wear blue, they pop blue. It's a gift God gave me. He didn't give me a lot of other gifts. He just gave me gorgeous eyes. Color into color intuition. Right. All right. Uh, continuing on with today's date, January 10th, I believe, 2024. Happy birthday, 75 years old to Big George Foreman. Are you a boxing fan? Who are some of your favorite boxers? 
Yeah, definitely. I love boxing. Yeah. I mean, uh, I grew up. Yeah. Boxing was so great back then, uh, you know, especially when you were able to see guys like Foreman, Ali, Frazier, uh, you know, just uh, that shave is quarry. Unbelievable yes. competition level. Those guys were all tough. And now the heavyweight division is a debacle. It's a joke. So, yeah, Big George, I remember this knockout that you're showing that little short right hand against little Michael short. Mora just stopped him in his tracks yep. and put him on his back. I remember that fight vividly. Yeah. You know, I was living out here then, and uh, I actually couldn't believe that Big George was able to do that, you know, because he wasn't as dominant as he was earlier right. on uh, in his He was career, 45 years old. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, to knock out younger Michael Moore, yeah, definitely. I remember that vividly. I remember, uh, you know, George's career. I think he fought Morrison on the comeback. Yeah, he fought he almost everybody. Yeah. He was unbelievable, and people, uh, you know, I, I'm not even sure if the millennials will know the George Foreman grill nowadays. <laughs> he was then synonymous with selling a barbecue grill. So, oh, we're yeah, get definitely to Big George. I love all the, uh, you know, Duran, Hearns, Hagler. See, I remember, I have yes. so many stories. And, uh, you know, I remember when Vinny actually, uh, Vinny uh, Maiulo, he gonna... let my dad in to see we were staying when Hearns and Hagler had yes. that fabulous fight at Caesars Palace. Yep. And my dad and my grandfather you know, uh, definitely betting big on the horses back then in the sports. So they were able to let him uh, watch one of the workouts. I believe it was oh, Marvin Hagler. And uh, I remember my dad coming out of that workout and just saying, you know, to me, I was uh, that young. He goes, Dwayne, look, uh, he's going to destroy this guy. I'm telling you, he just looks so hungry and like a machine. And, uh, you know, that was the greatest couple of rounds that you yes. ever seen uh, yeah. in my life a live action fight and uh yeah my dad was right he hit the nail yeah. on the head and thanks to Vinny, Vinny's Vinny, the best you know even in the family <laughs> the legend and uh you know he, he turned us on to that and we got some money out of it well i'm telling you I, I think we're roughly in the same neighborhood of age but when i grew up too you mentioned all the same boxers i remember i was i was of course the the short cocky i like sugar ray leonard i like leonard because he was flash yeah, uh, unbelievable my, and my buddy mike was a haggler guy so when they fought like we got to, they were on HBO, right? We'd gather around, we'd watch that fight. And to this day, he is still bitter about, about Sugar Ray beating Hagler because he didn't knock him down. Uh, you know, you got to knock, if you, you got to knock the champ down, right? If you want the crown, you got to knock him out. Yeah. He well, did. you know, Frank, but I, I, Sugar Ray I was definitely, I was at that fight, uh, no. closed circuit. We actually had on oh. Queens Boulevard. Yeah. My yeah. dad took me to see the fight because that's how you had to see it yeah. in New York. And, oh. uh, I will say this, uh, you know, I was a, a tremendous Sugar Ray fan as well. And I know the bookmakers were desperate. They needed Hagler in that fight. Uh, you know, I knew and grew uh, up around that atmosphere. Uh, so, uh, I will say this, that Hagler did not throw punches in that fight. So, yeah, yeah, Sugar Ray won the fight. If you look at it, Hagler would just, you know, do this and he rub his it, nose yeah. a little. And took it too. Throw it punches. Yeah, Until the last round, I mean, then he started to, like, push him around, and you could see what was capable. But where was it the first, uh, you know, 10, 12 rounds? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely Sugar Ray won that All fight. Right, so, But, yeah, a big George Foreman, happy 75th. He did knock Michael Moore out when he was 45 years old. I think Moore was 26. So he was 19. It was, like, 19-year difference. Michael Moore, I believe, is from outside of Pittsburgh. But anyway, he's <laughs> from, yeah, from the Nesson, PA. <laughs> he's got the money. <laughs> he is. My, that's not why I showed the guy. It's just the way it happens, Jerry. He knocked out this guy on this day. I'm not searching for Pittsburgh stuff. It just happens. Just say his name. There's a lot of talent out of there. I'm sorry. Yes. Montana, Moore. George Foreman. Bromanti Brothers. <laughs> Bromanti Brothers. It's, it's not me. It's just the or it's just the world, Jerry. All right. It's just it's it's the Nintendo sixty four world of Pittsburgh. It's all just bits coming together. <laughs> um, Foreman, uh, Big George Foreman, who won the heavyweight title twice and an Olympic gold medal for goodness sake, and we saw him knock out Michael Moore there, and that fight was uh, November fifth in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Vinny, by the way, you want to sit down and talk to Vinny and hear about? He'll tell you about Hagler Hearns. He was there for Fan Man when Fan Man came in. Uh, Vinny's got great boxing stories, but. Uh, Foreman, he broke three records with that win at 45, the oldest fighter ever to win a world championship 20 years after losing his title for the first time. And he broke the record, uh, for the longest interview interval between first and second world championships, which I can't really see be being broken unless Mike Tyson would want to come back. Right. Cause Ty, well, you know, remember Tyson, like a year ago, he was working out and he was supposed to. Yeah. He was supposed to get a fight somebody. Who was he going to fight? Well, he fought Roy Jones. He fought, he fought Roy, Roy Jones, Jones right. in an exhibition. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's funny is that now everybody wants to fight Mike. 
because there's such a, you know, even you could hear talks about Pacquiao and Mayweather and McGregor and Mayweather, just because people are looking for big fights. There's no big name out there anymore. The heavyweight division is just a debacle. I mean, uh, France. Dungandu beat the uh, champion and he got robbed in that last fight and he he never even really boxed so you know I, I don't know what to make of the heavyweight division you know you do have some guys out there like Tank that are very impressive and can carry the uh, lower uh, lower divisions but you know nothing in the heavyweight uh, realm right now so uh, that's why you want to yeah. see uh, you know Mike Tyson even in an exhibition oh, against an older fighter and the Holyfield maybe even Could so you let's see what happens the purse for those guys and the pay-per-view action on that <laughs> my god Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and anything may what yeah, the fights yeah. again, you know, in legitimate scenario, that would definitely be yeah. off the charts. Totally agree. All right. So fact frank factor fiction on this one. I think you're gonna know this one. Uh do you have a graphic for this one? The George Foreman one with the kids? George uh, Foreman, yeah. oh not yet. George Foreman has twelve children, seven girls and five boys. Fact or fiction are all five boys named George. Fact. I think even the girls are like Georgina and stuff like that. So yeah, that's a total fact. That's that, a well-known fact. Is. There you go. Look there it is. He has George Jr. Yeah, there's the all third. the men. <laughs> yeah, there's a George. George yeah, the I know fourth. That. George so. the fifth. George the sixth. I love that George the sixth is called Little Joey. Yeah. <laughs> Little Joey. <laughs> what? And then if you look at his daughters, yeah, he's got a he's got a Georgetta there. Oh my God. I mean, and oh by the Incredible. way, so uh, when asked. On his website, I named all my sons George Edward Foreman so they would always have something in common. I say to them, if one of them, one of us goes up, then we all go up together. And if one goes down, we all go down together. So very interesting. Family or, man. Or he got hit in the head so many times, he just <laughs> kept going, let's call him George. And the girl would be like, uh, okay, we'll call him George the fourth, or we'll just call him Little Joey. That's my favorite thing of the day. George the sixth, also known as Little Joey. So- you kind of alluded to this. This is your next question, and you kind of alluded to this. George Foreman has the most famous girl in the world. He made over $200 million from $200 million. But what other famous athlete was almost the person tied to the grill had they not missed a phone call? Is it A, Reggie Jackson, uh, B, Hulk Hogan, or C, Dan Marino? It's out of order, but it doesn't matter. One of those guys could have – now, there's no way you might know this – but uh, who do you think the educated guess? Who could have had the George Foreman grill? What do you think? Wow, wow that's a tough one, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, I really don't know, but I'll take a wild guess. Let's go with the, the Hulkster. That's the correct answer. That is the fact. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? And then he put out a piece of junk that didn't do anything because he was so pissed. So here's what happened. People have always said, is it true you missed a phone call? He says, that's not true. I'll tell you what, brother. Here's my story. My kids were upset. I'll tell you what, brother. Here's the story. My kids were always upset because I was always picking them up late from school. So I said, I'm going to beat those soccer moms today. And I went to McDonald's, got a cooler and had everything ready and got to the school at like 2.30 instead of 3.30. Then I got home, missed the phone call, pressed the voicemail and it said, hey, Hulk, this is Sean Perlmutter. I've got a grill and I've got a blender. I'm going to call you and George Foreman to see who wants it. First one to call back can have it. So Hulk Hogan <laughs> says he probably lost out on half a billion, $550 million. George got the lean, mean grilling machine, and I got a blender that when you put AA batteries uh, in it, it would just turn off. So, <laughs> so literally, this is, this, is why we, this is why we have cell phones now. Because could you imagine yeah. you missed a phone call because you wanted to go get McDonald's early for the soccer for your kids? And whoever, I mean, that's just brutal. Because the Hulk Hogan it grill would have sold just as well, right? He was the big, you know, but I yeah, don't know. definitely. Oh. He was an icon, so you know he was the biggest name in wrestling. That's he when was. wrestling was the WWF monopoly. So yeah, that definitely would have taken off just as well, Frank. It sold more than a hundred million units worldwide. Now, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> about ten years ago, they were tired of paying George Foreman royalties. He was talking about he he mentioned somewhere he would get eight million dollars a month from royalties for the grill just for them using his name. So the company that knows it, and I don't know if this is true or not. They literally went, okay, you know what? We're paying this guy too much. Let's just do a buyout. And they gave him like $100 million to use his name in perpetuity forever on the George Foreman grill. He's made like two or 300. There's different sources you can look online. But just from his name alone, is that what you're seeing, Ryan? Something like that? $138 million. There yeah. you go. He got a $138 million wow. buyout just so they could use his name because they were tired of paying him royalties. You take that money, by the way, $138 million. So, <laughs> so just know that George VI, a.k.a. Little Joey, will never have to work a day in his life. 
because his family is well <laughs> taken care of. Did you have, right. uh, and did you have a George Foreman grill? Everyone had one. You had th two of them? Yeah. They were unbelievable. Brian, are you familiar with the George Foreman grill? Yeah. yeah. You, you throw a hamburger meat on there. My dad was the big, my dad couldn't cook. My dad loved it. He goes, Frankie, he goes, this George Foreman grill. You put a hamburger patty on there. You shut the lid. It's done. Barely have to clean it up. You got a burger. Boom. There you go. And he was right. They were, they were amazing. You burn your foot on it. No, like Michael Scott. Michael yeah. Scott likes to have bacon. the smell of bacon in the morning. <laughs> to wake him up. <laughs> oh, my God. That's an, a little office reference there that we love. Um, all right. We got one more. We got a birthday here before we get into uh, talking some more sports with um, – or other sports, I should say. Some gambling stuff. Heavyweight rocker. See my segue there, George Foreman? Into heavyweight rocker. Rod Stewart is 79. Now, have you seen his show when he's done the residency here in Vegas? I have not. Have you seen it, Kaluch? No. No, I have not. Are you a Rod Stewart fan at all? Uh, yeah, you know the uh, older stuff yeah, with sure. Jeff Beck and stuff like that. Yeah, without a doubt, you the know. faces. Yeah, he's Rod been. Was the man. Yeah, he's yeah. been doing this uh, this this run at Caesars, and he's uh, ending his 13 year residency called the Hits uh, this summer from July 4, July 24th to August 7th. Uh, can you name two Rod Stewart songs, Ryan? I could tell you that my mom, Nana, and Pop went to go see it at Caesars. They but, did. And yeah. what did they think? It was good. It was good. Yeah, they enjoyed it. I uh, could tell you that he featured on an ASAP Rocky song called Every Day. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. But you couldn't name another Rod. You couldn't name a Rod song. Sorry. Some guys have all the... No? Okay. Luck. <laughs> yeah, thank you. St. Colouge knows. Oh, my God. Infatuation. Infatuation's a great song. Hey. Right. Young Turks. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, stay the night. People get days. ready. People get ready with Jeff Beck. Yeah, with Jeff Beck. Yeah. Unbelievable. Rod Stewart. Can't name a Rod Stewart. Because song featured in Casino, too. The, the, I can't yeah, think of it. Man, uh, but, I know what you're talking about. By yeah, the way, great, great. That's with Beck, too. Yes, it is. And Kaluch, I am a. Uh, uh, it's. Uh, I can hear the song. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's Man, strong vocals too. Yes, it's yeah, it's yeah, in the very... Scorsese movie. Oh, okay. If uh, I didn't know who Jimmy Page was, what yeah, he think? didn't know who Jimmy Page was yesterday yeah. on Jimmy Page's oh, 80th birthday. I really? know this, he knows ASAP Rocky. Who the hell's that? Who's the who's yeah? He's got kids with Rihanna. <laughs> who so what? You know how many kids <laughs> Rihanna? You know how many kids <laughs> Rod Stewart has? Ever seen the supermodels <laughs> he's been with? Rachel Hunter. No, Rachel Hunter, unbelievable. Ten. I met, I, okay, I'm Ten. here. Goes who's Frank. the most famous guitarist? You know, Ryan. Who's who's the greatest guitarist ever? See, I don't, I don't know musician names. Jerry Trevino is the greatest yes. guitar yeah, player yeah, right I there. Got, Jerry who works the on the with. show. No, I go Eddie Van Halen. You got to go. I grew up with Van Halen, so I go Eddie. Kluge, how about I'm you? named after the default. I'm named after Dwayne Allman. Yeah, that's who my dad named. You, yeah. I have been wanting to ask you because you're an Italian guy. I know a lot of Italians. Right. I've never met a Dwayne spelled D-U-A-N-E. I've never met a Dwayne Italian. It's a very rare name for an Italian. I've always wanted to say, how did you become a Dwayne? You're named after Dwayne Allman. Yes. My dad is a huge Allman fan. I, I know. Uh, I knew Greg uh, before he passed. I know Warren oh, Haynes. On. I know Derek Trucks. Yeah, you know, I've been backstage millions what? of times. Been to hundreds of Allman Brother concerts. No and uh, actually, uh, you know, yeah, I was named after him because he actually passed. And then I was yeah. born. I, uh, you know, so definitely my dad was a huge Allman Brother fan. And uh, Dwayne, definitely the greatest slide player ever. Yeah. If not, uh, you know, you look at most of the publications now, and Dwayne is too, right behind Hendrix in 90% of them. So, uh, you know, it's really. Uh, you know, we all know Jimmy is, uh, you know, uh, synonymous with being the man. But uh, check out some of that early Allman Brothers stuff. Dwayne did incredible, revolutionary things that just, uh, you know, uh, dumbfound you. And he died at a young age of yeah. uh, 23, 24. Was it a old, motorcycle so. accident, I think? Uh, yes, I think yes. Motorcycle fell off. Yes. And uh, he was hit by a peach truck. And that's why they named the uh, album Eat a Peach, Eat a the peach. Allman Brothers album, because yeah. that was dedicated. Uh, to Dwayne Allman, and he played on a few tracks in that uh, uh, actually album, but that. he was uh, hit by a peach truck, and the, uh, you know, I think it was a Triumph bike fell on his yeah. chest. Uh, by the way, a few years ago, Progressive Insurance, or one of the Geico Insurance, one of them, they had a motorcycle insurance commercial, and they used an Allman Brothers song, and I'm like, did any, was anyone aware <laughs> at the marketing department that the guy who wrote that song? Sure, they were perfectly I, well aware. And Gary Oakley, too. 
And Barry Oakley, who was the original bassist, died in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. So, yeah, very ironic how you would use the. I don't old... think they knew, Ryan. I, I... feel like that, no, you think they knew that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use a song with two guys that died in motorcycle. They could have picked any other song ever. They were young kids like you. They didn't know. They just went, oh, let's yes. get a, what, there's no way. Well, we're going to do some research I'm, on this. I'm sure that they knew. No, so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they did it so you think they're saying to like, make oh, fun of it. Yeah, should... because marketing, you want people to talk about it and make whatever kind of reference to it. So if they can have some people make the correlation to it, they're going to talk about it. All right, we're going to look this up after the show. We'll settle this on tomorrow's episode, but there's no way they knew. I can't believe that. But can you name it? Well, maybe the huge biker following maybe. because the almonds always have huge. That's you true. Know, the Southern rock vibe yeah. and that uh, hardcore like Skinner, you know, the Playing Sturgis uh, all the time. Yeah, with the but, uh, Ryan uh, could be right, you know, right, but uh, maybe, it's definitely right. a play. Perhaps Very definitely a strange play. Uh, Ryan, can you name an Almond <laughs> Brothers song? Don't ask me to name a song <laughs> before the 2000s. Oh. Well, I had multiple CDs after the 2000s. CDs? So. Do you know what a CD I, I got to give you some crap, Ryan. <laughs> DVDs? DVDs. In the Waterboy. Did you ever see the Waterboy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when they are completing the destruction of the team and uh, Adam is really playing well, right? Yeah, that's an almond song as they, you know, start to take control of the game. Probably yeah, their so. last hit song, and I love that song. That song is one of my favorite Almond yeah, Brothers songs. Fun. Ah, yeah. nobody yeah. left to do the crazy things we used to do before. I keep hitting Great. notes Great. on this show. <laughs> I should try it for American Idol. Yeah. Within and the was the, you and Jerry are going to collab to make the show the name of the last Almond CD. Hitting the note. Hitting the Unbelievable. note. Unbelievable. Is... Warren Haynes and Derek Trucks. And My Greg was still, Dwayne you know. Knows yeah. his Almond Brothers stuff. <laughs> All right, so anyway, uh, uh, Rod Stewart. Happy birthday to Rod Stewart. Fact. Uh, Frank Factor Fiction, Rod Stewart was a professional soccer player at one point. Uh, oof. True. You know what? Everyone thought it was true. They put it in Rolling Stone magazine. It was all a ploy by uh, one of oh, his, wow. his publicists said when Rod started hit the big time, they said that he had used to play professional soccer with right. the Brentford Football Club, but it was all made up. But it's one of those things that you and I grow up with. One of those where you hear, oh, yeah, Mikey uh, had Pop right. Rocks and uh, Coke and his stomach exploded. And died. And right. Died, right. Or, <laughs> that yeah, was right. one of the biggest thoughts. Yeah, yeah, right. Or the hook on the side <laughs> right. of the car. You know, all those urban yeah. legends. Rod Stewart. Uh, there's, un there's another legend about Rod Stewart and urban legends. I know that <laughs> one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered. Don't probably, get your stomach pumped, right? Yeah, right. We probably. Sure, Ann, are you remember that one? With okay, we but Dwayne and I ran in similar circles back east. Uh, but there was one about Rod Stewart. You can Google on your own uh, while you're at it. Google Richard Gear as well. All right. So anyway, uh, those were all urban legends. So Dwayne, let's talk some sports real quick. Not real quick, but let's talk some sports with you. Now, last week you gave out a winner. There are some hockey games tonight. Three right? of them. There's three hockey games. Uh, what are the games? The Habs. Your beloved Habs are playing. Habs at Flyers. Um... The next one, the Knights are Flyers playing the Avalanche in Colorado. That's the okay, late game. Yeah, and then the Wild and Stars. The Wild and Stars. So, um, look, I'm not going to put you on the spot if you have a pick or if you don't have a pick, but uh, people watching in our chat room, they love uh, – Yeah, I would uh, – go ahead. Who do they love? No, I don't I, I would recommend – I'll be honest with you. I'd recommend tomorrow night betting against the Golden Knights because okay. uh, I'll be at the Fortress, and they are playing the Bruins, and that's going to be a difficult back-to-back. -back. They're going to definitely try and play hard tonight against Colorado, I would anticipate, oh. because Colorado is one of the uh, top dogs in the Western Conference right now. So I think this is going to be a close game, maybe even an under game, uh, Golden Knights and Avalanche tonight at the Rampart in South Point. You're seeing a minus 145, uh, you know, six and a half uh, under minus 120. I kind of like the under in this game. I think it's going to be a tight checking uh, game and definitely a physical game. But the Golden Knights haven't been playing all that great. So keep your eye on this. And I think the bounce back tomorrow against the Bruins is going to be very difficult, even though it's in the fortress. Now, Dallas, they had lost three in a row and then they won a game. Uh, you know, now you're coming back home and you're laying two to one again. Uh, you know, they won four nothing the other night. We'll see how this game plays out. Uh, uh, big spread, so I wouldn't be laying 200 with Dallas, who has lost three out of four. Montreal has somewhat of a chance, but Tortorella definitely plays a tough brand of hockey at home. Philadelphia has been one of the most improved teams in the NHL. I have not seen a goalie matchup just yet. I feel a lot more confident when Samuel Montebo is behind the uh, between the pipes for the Montreal Canadiens. 
then I would entertain taking the plus 150. I think that's a low line on the Flyers, which is telling you Montreal is alive. They played some decent games, uh, you know, over the past week, week and a half. They even beat the New York Rangers. So keep your eye on that. I think Montreal is playing a lot better, and you could definitely entertain taking them as long as Monty Bow is between the pipes. I love it. And and this is good stuff. And by the way, I have yet to go to the, is it called the fortress? Is that what they call it? Is that the nickname yeah. for the Demo, Yeah, that's the like nickname. That. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting to go to the game on the 20th, uh, Saturday, the 20th. Uh, it looks like my buddy Bill's going to be in town. I'm going to go see the penguins. Play. Game. Yeah. So, nice. uh, so awesome. I get to see the whole show. I can't wait to see that. Um, I the kid. Yeah, I can't wait. You said the kid, baby. I want to say something last week. You slipped in a reference on me that I didn't catch at the time. And Reno Paul pointed out, you made a Sopranos reference last week. And the reason you said something about out in the, what are the, the pines you were, where were Pine they? Barrens. Yeah, the yeah. Pine Barrens. Yeah. You brought up yes, Pine Barrens. Yes, that's where the devils were. <laughs> yes. And the Pine Barrens, yes. I totally said. Right. And I've been watching a few Soprano episodes because HBO's running them because it's the 25th anniversary of the Sopranos. So I've been checking right. in and I get sucked in right away, right? I'm supposed to be like doing stuff. And then I'm like, oh God, third episode in a row I'm watching, you know, it's just such a good, did you ever watch the Sopranos, Ryan? I'm not, this isn't an age no. thing. It's a show you can watch on HBO max. 25 years ago. No, 25. No, now, but why, if you want to binge watch a show, you kids like to binge. That's a show you should binge watch that the wire, the shield, and not all Italians, you know, are bookmakers and mobsters. There's a lot of, a lot of right. sports games that I've been. Oh, you've been watching a lot of sports. <laughs> I'm yeah. Mostly on my TV. It's always sports. I, I, yeah. that's why I got two or three. I got three. By the way, um, Ashley McCormick says that Ryan knows all the Frank Sinatra songs. Not all of them. Can no. you name two Frank Sinatra songs? That's great. Right. My, uh, my, that's life. Wow. My, <laughs> that's life. <laughs> the summer way. The summer wind. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm putting my mom in a bad spot. No, your mom's in New best. York. <laughs> By the way, for all New your uh, for in Las Vegas for all your real estate needs, Ashley McCormick at Sotheby's. Yes, and she's yes. also she'll give you golf tips, and she'll also tell you location is very important when looking for a home. I see her videos on on, tweet, on Twitter, on Twitter, <laughs> on TikTok. Damn it! All right, so let's talk about this now. We were very proud to say that Chris Andrews is responsible for these Super Bowl exacta bets, right? Um, it's almost yep. like a horse bet, right? You got two teams. You got to figure out who's going to defeat, defeat who. Pick two teams and, and the way you like it. And there are so many options on here. And it is so entertaining to do. And it's a fun bet. So we encourage you. Rampart, you have the same sheet over there, correct? Yeah, definitely. We have all the sports odds that and wagers that, uh, you know, South Point provides. We are the Rampart affiliated with the South Point. Correct. Anything on South Point's betting menu is available at the Rampart. And it's, a, you know, it's just a fabulous affiliation. Chris, uh, Jimmy and Vinny, they do just a, just an amazing job. It, and they have a great crew at the South Point. Uh, one of the best local casinos, if not the best. And, uh, you know, I'll only say that because I work across town at <laughs> a local so, you know, uh, what a great job and affiliation. So I, I really enjoy working with Chris and these exact matchups. You could see the odds. It, uh, it's amazing. It's just a great formula now, for Chris. Now, I know your eyes went right to your Dallas Cowboys winning, right? So is there, <laughs> is there one you got? The, now, the Cowboys versus the Ravens, which could be a matchup that a lot of people would probably believe. 18 to 1, that's pretty good. You throw five bucks on that, you're winning $90. Right? 18 to 1 on both sides of that, too. Oh, was it yeah, on both sides, that, actually? Yeah. I didn't even get Ravens to the Ravens. Ravens beat Cowboys or Cowboys beat Ravens, 18-1. to 1. Which one yeah. jumps out at you? Which one do you say? I mean, I know. Let's just go ahead and say it's the Cowboys winning. So which one do you think is the most realistic? If you as a Cowboy fan, who are they beating? Yeah, definitely the Ravens are right yeah. up there. And I'll give uh, you a long shot, the Chiefs. I, I know, mean, right? You know, they've been, been done that. This team knows how to win come playoff time. They have the best quarterback in the NFL uh, by far when he has his game and his head on straight. You don't have Joe Burrow to beat this year. You know, it's the same Josh Allen. We're going to see if Lamar Jackson feels any pressure, uh, you know, down the stretch here now. It's going to be uh, very interesting to see if this man could keep up this high level of performance. Now, definitely, you know, you're missing some key assets uh, that you've had in years past, but I definitely think that Patrick Mahomes, a healthy Patrick Mahomes as well, you know, uh, he had that injury last year and he was still able to win, uh, you know, on the leg. So I think that definitely is a possibility if you like a long shot. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs-Cowboys line, the Chiefs defeat the Cowboys 45 to 1. You can't, plus you got to look at the logo. It's got red in it, right? So... Could be, could be, could be the Chiefs. Fifty-five to one on the Cowboys to beat the Chiefs. And yeah, the Chiefs fifty-five right. to one. That, that's a nice bet right there. Throw five bucks on that. You're looking at some nice money. Uh, are you going to the Super Bowl? Have you ever been to a Super Bowl? 
Uh, no, unfortunately, you know, that's my busiest day of the year. Oh, right. I have to be. So, uh, you know, most of these major sporting events, that's the only drawback of being a bookmaker and in the race and sports industry in Las Vegas is that you have to work on most of these holidays and these key days. Even when you talk about the horse racing, the Breeders' Cup, the Kentucky Derby, these are my biggest handled days, Frank. So definitely I will be at the Rampart and, uh, you know, hosting my guests, having a fabulous time. Uh, definitely, as always, we'll have, uh, you know, parties and all that. So come down to the Rampart. You watch it on that 55 foot video wall it's an awesome experience but get there early yeah and and speaking well you know there's a big party here too we wanted to promote the south has a has a big party here and uh there's there's the graphic there now here's the package you can get ryan go ahead read that for me what is it 899 bucks for a hotel party package what do you get uh two night room two nights in a room four tickets to south point's big game party and then you include the 27 dollars resorts fee wow um so book in the room you just use uh promo code game package and then you'll be able to uh, to access that. Yeah, everyone around town. It's just it's going to be. I mean, I can't believe the Super Bowl's here. Um, I I I just want to know what two teams are going to be in because I know I'm going to have friends from around the country somewhere coming in for this game, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be exciting. By the way, Mike O'Day just said uh, Sugar Ray never knocked Hagler down. I was saying if my buddy who uh, still to this day thinks Hagler won the fight, there he is. Uh, still mad. You never got me down, right? Then he's then he's quoting. Now he's quoting. Uh, he's, that's raging bull, right? You never got yeah. me down. And Lamont didn't win. Lamont <laughs> didn't win that fight, so we know that he never went down either. He's all bloodied, and he looks at Sugar Ray. Uh, Sugar Ray, not Leonard. Sugar Ray Robinson. I met, I met, I met Jake a few times at PJ Clark's. I, no. You know, you you would meet so many people at PJ Clark's. This is a world famous, uh, you know, bar in Manhattan. I met so many people, uh, athletes. Uh, we told you the Tom Seaver story. I remember this was more recent. I went to see. Uh, Actually, Warren Haynes and Government Mule, uh, you know, oh, play uh, some oh, of their shows in Manhattan. And I was living in Las Vegas. I think it was like uh, 94, I want to say 95. And uh, we went to PJ Clark's after one of the shows. And Jake was sitting right there in his table, right wow. on the side. It's, uh, you know, and I went up to him. I said, Jake, one of the best a kid. He had a cigar. He's like, kid, you don't even remember me. And, you know, uh, just seeing video and knowing about him and the Raging Bull, the, the wow. fabulous movie, probably De Niro's best performance ever. Amazing. You know, I, I followed his career, even though I didn't see him live in action. But Jake right. was a, a character and unbelievable. Now, it, I know he lived. Is he still alive? I don't think he's passed. Mm, no, I, I think he passed. Didn't he pass? Um, Ryan, I look, think he passed. Jake, Jake LaMotta. Jake LaMotta. Yeah. I, I remember, first of all, boxers don't live long lives, but I remember at one point he was way up there and seeing his birthday. Yeah. Is he still Yeah, definitely. I think he passed. Let me check here. I'm, I'm yes. even looking now. He passed he, in 2017. 2017. 20. He did die. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I know he lived a long life, but yeah. If you've never seen Raging Bull, Ryan, I'm not even going to ask, but Raging Bull's a great movie. Uh, of course, in 1980, he won the best uh, best actor. Yeah, Pesci's in just it? a must see. Must see if you you know if you're into some of the old school movies, and it's a great, probably the best boxing film ever. That and uh, I would say Body and Soul with John Garfield wow. definitely. <laughs> wow, well, but you also just for entertainment fact, you got to put Rocky in there. Come on, you got to put. Oh, yeah, yeah. The that, original Rocky. Uh, Stallone is, yeah. was Let me tell you, that was ingenious by Stallone. And oh. Stallone definitely, uh, look at his career at this yeah. point. It's just uh, everything stemmed from Rocky. So definitely credit. And there's a great documentary. I don't know if it's on Amazon or Netflix called Stallone. And he talks about Rocky. And there's some old footage of him training and him and Carl Weathers training. And oh, he tells the stories yeah. about how he held on to the script and stuff. So I, I highly recommend that. And Tulsa Kings on Paramount Plus. Did you watch Tulsa Kings? Yeah. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, speaking of great shows, uh, Kaluch, you do it every time you're here on Wednesdays, man. We love having you on. We love that you played along with our little game there, and I think you went three for four. You nailed uh, you, you did great. It's always a blast. So make sure you check them out at the Rampart Casino, the uh, the buffet sparkles out, sparkles out there. We know about that. <laughs> and uh, yes. And also, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, it was on CNN this morning. Um, if you want to win Super Bowl tickets, you can donate blood. Go to the redcross.com or redcross.org, actually. There's a chance to win Super Bowl tickets if you give blood. Uh, there's a shortage. It's the lowest it's been in like 40 years or something. So if you want to win some tickets to the Super Bowl, you even get airfare. So if I would go give blood and and win airfare, I could fly from Henderson Private to McCarran is what I would ask them to fly. <laughs> and come down to the Rampart because we're giving away uh, two uh, Super Bowl tickets as well. There so uh, Super Bowl ticket drawing, just play uh, table games machines and you uh, qualify. I'm doing that. I am doing that. I want every shot to see the Steelers win the Super Bowl. Boom! I said it, Jerry. 
All right, excellent show. My thanks to Sean and Jerry and Ryan. Ryan, any final thoughts on today's program? The only reason why my mom said that is because she has video of me performing That's Life. When oh, I was Ashley McCormick. <laughs> Ashley, you have my TikTok. I'll send you. You need to send us Ryan singing Sinatra. I used to like Frank, was that uh, a Sopranos reference there? Program? A program. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how the old man says it in yep. one of the episodes. There you program. go. And I, 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 I'm walking around the house talking like Polly Walnuts half the time and pointing with my fingers like this now. It's just, <laughs> it's the best show ever. I love Brian, it. Brian, so sing the summer wind. That's the, that's Frank, one of Frank's best songs, without a doubt. We, you know what we want to yeah. do? We want to do like the old, uh, the Nat King Cole. We want to do a duet with you singing with yourself. So Jerry will put it together. <laughs> you singing. <laughs> oh, is it my way or what did you, what were you singing? That's life. That's life. Oh my, I want to see what? you singing with the young Ryan and we're going to put this on the website and it's going to go viral, baby. All right, Ashley, send me that video, please, immediately. Uh, Kaluch, thank you Hi, so folks. much. Everybody, it's Dwayne Kalucci. Kalooch. Thanks, guys. This I appreciate it. Lines. lines, live in Nevada every show. See you tomorrow.